Hey, everybody. Welcome. That popped up quickly on us. <laughs> this is something to talk about. And we haven't done this for, oh, but I'm glad you're back for another version because she's still Vaughn. He's still Stuart. And we're here just to yap at you for another hour and hope you enjoy what we're, uh, what we're sharing. Uh, it seems like uh, every, every week we kind of go back and forth with our, our emails uh, and, and, and ask each other what's going on and how you doing. And over the last few weeks, it's been like, uh, it's pretty much the same as it was last week. Yeah. You're still, you're still sitting there by the pool. <laughs> I do go inside to eat and sleep, but the other, <laughs> other than that, I'm out here. Yeah. It's like, what, what did we say last time? It's what wash, rinse and repeat. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah. And, and you sometimes, you sometimes say that you're outside because you, you can't you can't do anything inside because the inside is all each room is taken. Yeah, like, my house is we. I, yeah, my house is we work. Yeah, <laughs> I got still, people working. We in work. Everybody's still there. Actually, no. Uh, they everybody left on Monday, so um, it's it's quiet and it's just me and Phil now and Ellie. But you know, Elizabeth's done with school, so no no computer, no online schooling right now, and so it's it's pretty quiet right now. Yeah. So what are you doing to keep busy? Oh, you know me. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I, I've been cleaning out. I've been walking my way through this whole thing. Every day I get on the streets and I walk sometimes seven miles and walk. Oh, so you become, you become a street walker. I'm a street walker. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> so nothing else to do. I'll become a streetwalker. <laughs> Dang it. I don't get paid though for it. <laughs> you, do you stop and just hang around on the corner for, uh, for a it, little while? You know, it is funny because I start to see, you know, I've always been a walker and, you know, like jog and walk and whatever, but I see people now that I never used to see. And we kind of giggle and laugh because we're, it's just a fun way and a, and a healthy way to pass the time. But, yeah, no, I mean, I get out. I do my exercise out here on the putting ground. I mean, I, I'm outdoors every opportunity I can get. I'm outdoors. But when I'm inside, I'm doing something. I'm cleaning. I'm doing something productive. I'm cleaning out a closet or I'm, you know, or I'm looking up new recipes. I've really gotten into meal prepping and making new dishes for Elizabeth and Phil and when the big kids are here. And, you know, I mean, I oh, and I told you I started my grant writing class this week. So I'm. Oh, that started this week. It did. started on Wednesday. So I'm hoping to be become a, hoping to be a certified grant writer in about six to eight weeks. Um, so, uh, so, I mean, I stay busy. I mean, I, I just, I, and the days go by quickly for me. They seem to go by quickly for me. So I don't know. That's well, we, what about you know, our, our days. We, we still almost every, every afternoon we have lunch. We make a, we make a sandwich and some chips or something and a drink and we sit down and we watch a few episodes of something. Yeah. On, or or prime TV or or regular TV or, or uh, recorded movie or something. So that's become kind of a, a part of a regimen. Yeah. I started a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, I'd say probably three four weeks ago. 
I'm probably 75% finished now and I'm going to keep going with that. Yeah. Um, but my latest thing is, is, is I made my first loaf of bread last weekend. Oh, wow. Good for you. Uh, and so I think, I think later today or tomorrow, I'm going to make another loaf of bread too. Oh, I love that. Was it hard? Uh, no, no, it really wasn't. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a fun process because, uh, it, when, when you make the bread first, you, you prepare the yeast, uh, then you, you prepare the, uh, uh, the flour and all uh -huh. and you mix it together and you just have to let it sit for like an hour and a half. Uh -huh. so you pick up a book and you read or do something for an hour and a half. Uh, then you, Prepare it. You put it in the oven, and twenty minutes later, you got you got a loaf of bread or two. Voila! It's kind of neat. What kind of bread did you make? It's 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 called challah. It's it's a uh, it's a braided a braided bread. Oh, fancy! Wow. And all which they, they they sell in the in the, in the grocery stores and all. It's uh it's a uh, it's very very light delicious bread. Uh, good just by itself uh, or toasted or. Yeah. Especially to make uh, French toast with. Mm. I love, I love that. I love to hear kitchen stories right now. I mean, I know a lot of people are in the kitchen and being creative with new and different recipes. My neighbor made bread last week as well, and she brought us a hot. She made mini loaves, and she brought us one. And I don't think it it didn't stay on the counter longer than five minutes. We were like, like just on it because it was warm. She brought it over, wrapped in a towel, all warm, and that's right. the best way to eat it with butter and. So I don't know. And yeah, and I think it's been fun in the kitchen and I've got daughters who love to one in particular, Emily, you know, she's been on the show. She loves to cook. So she's been real creative and my other daughter has been giving me recipe and it's been fun, you know? And, um, I mean, look, you got to make the best of it, um, while you're indoors, but you know, you were saying now that we're kind of slowly reentering the, the real world again, you know, it is interesting to think about, uh, when you kind of came up with the idea of today's show, the topic, it's interesting to think about how different businesses are, are allowing you back into the store uh, or into their place of business. You know, have you been out? Have you been anywhere? Uh, basically to the grocery store. We went to the nursery. We picked up some plants and brought those home and then added those to the garden. Uh we haven't gone to restaurants yet. Uh, we're talking about it. Uh, we actually have uh, some neighbors that are going to stop by on Monday uh, out in front of the house. And we're just going to set up four chairs, uh, social distance apart, and just sit, maybe have a glass of wine and just talk. We haven't, haven't seen them in a while. And I noticed some other people are starting to do that, have little afternoon uh, uh, you know, talks. or We, we talk to the neighbors from from the front door to the street uh, now, but you know, take it taking it easy. I know that that's the one of the one of the things that that we were talking about is that there's been this kind of I don't I don't want to say that it's a blanket uh, opening of everything, uh, but we've kind of been given the green light to go ahead and open. Yeah, and I'm 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 not totally comfortable yet with with jumping into it. You right. know. Still, I still am uncomfortable when I go to the grocery store and I see the patrons as well as even some of the staff that either have the masks, but they've got them pulled down or, uh, or they're not using the masks. Yeah. Um, 
I would prefer going where they're, they're, they're still using the masks, still wiping the tables down, wearing the gloves. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I'm fearful. I, I just don't want to see what's spike and, and right. start, start going in the wrong direction again. Right. Right. I hear you. And I, I think that everybody, and I think you and I touched on this a little bit last week, we all need to give each other some grace because you know, we're all kind of responding to this in different ways. And depending on your personality, you're kind of reacting to it differently. And I just think that some people are probably very, very scared and choosing not to reenter even at all. And then others are kind of taking baby steps, like kind of sounds like you are just taking the baby steps and becoming more comfortable with it. And, and then there are other people who have never stopped going out and just don't, you know, just are not at all really don't have a lot doesn't they don't have a lot of concern i mean i just think that whatever however you do it it's a personal um kind of reaction and to 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 the new direction that we've been given and i think that we just need to respect how everybody is kind of handling it i mean i'm a little bit like you um i i'm not going into a restaurant quite yet um outdoor seating i think is where i'll start um you know, we have seen our neighbors social distancing outside, kind of like what you guys are going to set up this weekend, the lawn chairs and just like, just kind of the social distancing and have, you know, just kind of having a little, a little time together. And, um, but I have been, um, to the grocery store like you, I do wear a mask, you know, I'm confused. Like sometimes you hear, don't wear a mask, wear a mask. It does good. It doesn't do any good. I don't know. I just wear it because I feel like it makes other people feel comfortable and I just feel like it doesn't hurt to wear it. So why not? So I just wear it. But, um, you know, and I have been, I did go, my hair salon opened and I did go to my hair appointment and I have to tell you, it was, they made me feel very comfortable and that was kind of their goal in, um, kind of allowing their customers, their, their clients to come back. I, I had to, pull up in the parking lot and text them when I arrived. And then they met me at the door outdoors. I had to wear a mask and they wore a mask. My stylist wore a mask. She met me at the door outside. She took my temperature. Um, I was 98.6. Um, she had, uh, then allowed me in. Her station had been completely wiped down in between clients. There was a petition between, uh, even though the chairs were uh, had been moved six to eight feet apart, Still, they had a petition between the stations and um, she wore a mask the whole time and gloves, of course. Um, we were not allowed to touch any product like you couldn't go over to the little product area and kind of shop around and touch. If you touch the product, you had to buy it. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was so I was I have to be honest with you. I, I've known my hairstylist for years. And she knows me, so we're, we're friends. And I, I was getting cold feet because it was my first place other than the few trips I've made to the grocery store. It was my first outing. And I'm nervous by nature. I'm a nervous person. But, and so I was texting her the night before, and she could tell I was getting cold feet. And she kind of walked me through exactly what I just walked you through, and it made me feel more comfortable. And I think that's what people want is like, like when you go to a restaurant for the first time, you're going to want to see those act, those kind of like new processes taking place to make you feel more comfortable. And so I did, I felt very comfortable. And then when I left, I could see her cleaning, cleaning, cleaning her station. 
she was only allowed a certain number of clients that day. And uh, uh, the capacity, of course, they're all at a certain capacity. So that was my first, that was my first, other than the grocery store, outing. You know, the, you know, that's kind of the thing that it's concerning me is that that I'm not, I'm not opposed to to the businesses reopening, uh, but it's been so unclear as to what the parameters are for it. Um, you know, the 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 the, the government, uh, uh, even at the state level, is just saying, well, we just want people to get back to work, and so they're opening it up, but but not saying keep this social distancing, make sure that you are uh, 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 continue to wipe the tables down. Uh, uh, the, the post office uh, has put up the, the, the screens. They've opened up so people can go in to mail their packages, but they put tape down on the, on the floor to keep people six feet uh, apart. And you do have the, the glass between you and the, and the employees there. So they're, they're taking those precautions. Uh, but there are so many other places that they're just kind of playing with the rules, trying to determine what's what's the best avenue or not. Uh, I'm a little concerned with like the younger generation. Us older people realize that we are at higher risk. So I think we are the ones that the uh, our our age group is staying home a little bit more, venturing out less, uh, still using drive-throughs. Uh, it's the younger generation that that kind of is going out. You see on, on some of the news, they're shoulder to shoulder. They're they're sitting together. Uh, they're going back to to restaurants and bars and open venues. And I don't want people to forget the fact that this is a this is a disease that is transmitted from touch. Uh, they've been talking about this this uh, uh, broadcaster. Uh, on NBC that is in in uh, in the hospital right now, uh, who was traveling on a packed plane, and it turned out that he was taking all the precautions, had his face covered, had the gloves, but somehow he touched something and he wiped his eyes, and it was determined that he spread the the virus through his eyes, and uh, now he's currently in in the hospital. So. That's that's the part that I don't think we're we're shoving home enough is letting people know that this isn't just something where you cough and 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 something ends up on a surface. It's if you touch that surface and then you lick your fingers or you rub your face or, or rub your eyes, that's how it is transmitted, not bacterially, like like if somebody is coughing and it's and it's spreading through the air and you inhale it. Uh, this is more of something that is transmitted by touch. And so you keep those, keep those wipes with you. Keep those little bottles of hand sanitizer. Anytime I get out of the car, I use the hand sanitizer. I take it with me. If I go into a store uh, on the cart every once in a while, use the hand sanitizer, put a wipe on the cart, go back into the car after I've loaded my groceries into the back of the car, use the hand sanitizer again. It seems kind of mundane to have to go through that whole process, but it's it's part of, of, of being a little, you know, more cautious and, and taking a safer approach at this time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the phrase wash your hands has taken on a whole new meaning. It's 
wash your hands and you know, you can't wash them enough. I, I mean, and I'm a big face toucher. Um, meaning like I, I, I rub my eyes a lot. I fiddle with my hair a lot. You know, you see me doing that. Like I'm just, yeah. I don't know why, but, um, so I'm hey, there you go. Rubbing your eyes. I know. So I'm, a, <laughs> I, I know. So it's been hard for me. Better now, but like in the beginning, I, I had to like make a conscious effort not to touch, rub my eyes and touch my face. And I wash my hands a lot and I wipe my counters down a lot. I kind of always did that. I kind of always did that. So that hasn't been real hard for me, but yeah, I know. And you know, and again, the younger people you were talking about, I mean, I have younger people in my family, <laughs> young adults, and you know, they're still being pretty careful. And like when they see their friends, they're kind of seeing them outdoors and I don't know, you know, they're just, but yeah, they're looking at this totally different. And I think just this little, this little, glimpse of re-entering the world kind of has made them and, and some of the businesses opening has made them kind of it's kind of like you know take another little step another step another step so um i mean i i i agree i mean i kind of i want everybody to to be responsible and continue to be careful but i guess at the same time and I understand some people just really don't want to go out. Like I'm doing all my dad's online shopping for him still. And he does curbside pickup. I'd rather he not go into the grocery store. <clears throat> but at the same time, I, I want, I do, I would like to see businesses reopen because I'm so fearful of what's going to happen to our country. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I don't know how long we can stay shut down. So I guess the essential businesses have always been open and now, some other businesses are opening and if, if they can stay open or if they can open and be responsible about it, then I'm okay with that. Like where I went, my salon, they were following, you know, they were being, and I, and that, so they were being strict and they were following the guidelines that had been given to them as a newly opened business. And so in that, in that case, I'm very okay with some of these businesses reopening. Not, you know, that, not like you know, bars and stuff, but like some of these, like the yeah, salons. I've been watching a lot of the uh, the, the news uh, lately, even though it, it sometimes is very frustrating, uh, that, that there have been national guidelines that have been given out. But a lot of the states, uh, the state governors are taking it on themselves to, to monitor their own state and, and what's going on there and then maybe adjusting those those rules and, and guidelines uh even in in states where the governor has said okay uh i believe we can go forward and do this there are either even city mayors and county officials that are saying well you know that's okay for for those those counties there but you know what we're going to still keep keep these these restrictions in place for a little a little longer especially when they see uh, for instance, for, I'll give you an example. Uh, I think there was a report uh, just even this morning was the average over the last week uh, in the Dallas area has been about 200 and some new cases each day. Now they relaxed a lot of the, these, these uh, restrictions and people are getting back out into the public. And all of a sudden, I think yesterday it, it jumped to like 800 new cases. So again, and part of it is that I just don't, there, there, there isn't enough 
uh, understanding of what the parameters are uh, for this. If a, if a restaurant opens and a bar opens, uh, take, take a case. If you're supposed to keep, keep three feet distance, you go into a bar and a bar is 24 feet long. That means that there's only going to be six people at that bar at, at, at any one time. Uh, because they've got to keep that uh, uh, that distancing in between them. Well, the bartender is not going to make an awful lot if he's only serving three or four or five people at a time. Uh, so all of a sudden now more people come in and they're 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 lessening the restrictions. Uh, some restaurants already have moved a lot of tables over to one side, and now the tables all have some distance between them. And as you said, when when they do have outdoor dining, they're doing that, but they're also not putting the tables on top of each other uh, in the outdoor areas also. But there's don't seem to be specific guidelines that say you can go ahead and open up your restaurant for dining, but you should follow these guidelines. Some have guidelines, some don't have guidelines. Uh, case in point, Costco. Uh, over the last month or so, they were watching the number of people, they were clicking the number of people that were going into the store to reduce the, the number of people in the store at any one time. But that was their restriction level. Now, you cannot walk into a Costco, no matter how many people they let in, if you don't have a face mask. They will tell you, go get a face mask, or uh, if they have them, they'll, they'll issue them. But you cannot go into the store without a face mask, the employees have them and all patrons must have them. That's a positive step, but there's a lot of other stores, the grocery stores uh, and all Home Depot, uh, some of those places you can go in and find it. You know, maybe half of the people are wearing masks and the others aren't. So it's, it's kind of a, a differential here that, that I think there's not, there's not a lot of consistency across. the yeah. 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 So, yeah, I agree with you. Like, why? So, I guess they're leaving it up to each individual business to make that decision, I guess. I mean, you know, uh, if, if I'm only, if I own the business, yeah, fine. You know, I want my business to be open. I want to put my staff back to work, even if it means uh, uh, reducing hours, maybe even reducing a little bit of pay or whatever. But in order to get going, to get people back to work. But, Getting them back to work in safe conditions is as easy as getting them back to work with some questionable or unsafe conditions. Uh, even in the nurseries right now, which is outdoors, uh, the staff of the nurseries that we've been to, they are all wearing the masks and, and we wear the masks. And you're outdoors. Uh, and this virus, they say, basically travels about three, four feet and it drops to the ground. And if they're Breeze that it, it it's probably going to dissipate, but you want to be you want to be cautious. Want to yeah. be cautious about it. Yeah, I was uh, one of our. So these are businesses like retail. We've been kind of referencing um, service industries like the hair salons, nail salons. You know, we've talked grocery stores, Costco, um, but then you've got other businesses like just, I mean, companies like law firms and. Right. You know, company, um, out, you know, uh, so which is like pharmaceutical industry, whatever. But 
you know, they're looking at it completely differently too, because I don't, apparently, and I don't know that I'll be able to explain this, but say you go back to work and you then get COVID. I don't know. And you've gone back to work. You can actually file workers comp, which I don't understand because I don't know how you can ever determine really where you contract the virus. But so then you've got all of that to consider as an employer. Um, you know, when is it, when can I really let them back in and be protected legally? Now, workers, sure, comp, yeah. workers comp doesn't mean that you're suing or anything. It's just that you can file for workers comp because you could say you got COVID on the job. I don't know. Again, I don't know how you can ever really prove where you get contract, you know, come in contact with the virus. So, but that apparently is something that I heard about, you know, employees re-entering the workforce. Maybe employers just have to say, come back at your, you'll kind of like swim at your own risk. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, and, and the, the employees seem to me to be taking a lot of the precautions. But if you're in a business that has customers that are constantly coming in and out, that's the risk that where the risk factor is but it's probably the employees that are there on a regular basis every day that are not the ones that are are most susceptible to either getting the disease or spreading the disease it's the customers that are coming in and out uh, uh, and i forgot the term i was watching last night it's something about when they do find a case what they want to do now to to determine how to best take care of it is to try and segregate that person who got the disease and then find out who they were connected with over the last so many days. Uh, obviously, this all started with the airlines. If someone was diagnosed after a week or two and they were on an airplane, they want to go back to the manifest from that airplane and notify all the other people that were on that airplane with this person that was, that did test positive, they want to try and reach back to those people and say, hey, the, the air, airplane that you were on, this flight number on this day, there was someone who has tested positive in the last couple of weeks. You might want to take the necessary precaution to become tested and perhaps even self uh, uh, sequester yourself uh, as a precaution. That's the next step that the medical community is trying to get, get onto. And that is to try and and where they identify, well, how is this going to happen in a restaurant? Somebody a couple of weeks later, how can you possibly go back and say they tested positive and they, they ate in that restaurant two, a week or two ago? You, there's no way you can go back to find who else was in that restaurant at the time. And, and that's how it, it can possibly spread. And that's one of the reasons in my mind why it's okay under certain circumstances to proceed into these businesses. But on the other hand, maybe you're still better off doing the drive-through for your dry cleaning, doing the drive-through for your coffee and donuts, and doing the drive-through for picking up your meals rather than going back and opening up the door and walking in to the premises. Just, you know, my way of thinking. 
Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I think a lot of people are going to definitely um, continue n with new habits. Um, we, we talked about that the other day with just me and my family. We were, I asked them what, you know, what, what, what would you, what have you done new during this time of quarantining that you would continue to, to do? And they all had different answers, but um, I actually have found my curbside pickup quite convenient. And I think I have no problem continuing to, to do my, to do some of my shopping that way. Um, I'm really fine even right now, not, not running to the mall. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I will eventually, I'm sure, get back to that. But I, you know, but yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll, online is convenient and it's right now safer. And so why not continue uh, doing that? So, yeah, I, I think um, I think a lot of people will continue with their with with new with their new um, lifestyle, um, new routines. Some, and so um, whatever, you know, you're comfortable with, I guess. But. Um, and that doesn't affect businesses too much, you know, because, again, I I say these things, but then I also want to consider the welfare of of our of these businesses. Um, and, you know, I don't know that shopping in a different manner will impact their business too greatly as long as you continue to shop somehow, some way, whether it's in person or online. Uh, you know, we've got a local um, ice cream place here in Frisco called Andy's. I don't know if you and Lauren ever go there, but We've been like every now and then in the evening, if we just want to kill some time, we'll just go up to Andy's because you can just drive through and get your little custard or whatever. And uh, we asked him how business was going and he said actually better than it's ever been. Um, so for him, the whole drive through has really, really worked. And so that's great. I love to hear that. And we know other businesses who have been doing curbside, a, a little local restaurant down the road, Gallinero, you know, we love going there. And they're a very small restaurant, so even 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 if they were to open for indoor service, they couldn't because the capacity. Their place is so small that they have like ten to twelve employees working in there. Well, you'd only be able to have like maybe one or two tables. So they're going to continue the curbside because he said right now the curbside is anywhere between eighty and ninety percent of their regular business. So. You know, people are making do, and I think as we move forward, some people will continue to do what they have been doing over these past couple months. Under uh, yeah, I, I think long range, that's what we're going to have to see is because as, as a lot of us become more comfortable with going online to, to place orders for clothing, for food, for, for whatever, you become more comfortable with the process. I mean, good Lord, I, the, the, the FedEx trucks, the UPS trucks, the prime trucks up and down the street constantly in our neighborhood and all making deliveries. Yeah. People are getting used to, to ordering product of, uh, you know, via the Internet. Question is, once we get back to whatever the new normal is going to be, are people going to say, you know what, it's just as easy to or order it online than to physically go to the location? I think there'll be a lot of that. I think yeah, there'll be a lot of that. Especially when a lot of it, you can order it, deliver it. If it's fine, fine. If it's not, you repackage it. You've got a return label, and you just drop it off at the UPS 
uh, place and they, they take care of it from there. Uh, you know, places like furniture stores, uh, Wayfair, uh, and, and uh, I can't think of a couple of the others that are right now doing that where you can buy a chair or a, an end table and you're not exactly sure the size or what it's going to You order it. They deliver it. It's fine. If not, repatch it and off it goes. And we're getting, we're getting used to doing that. And are we going to get so used to it that now you don't necessarily have to travel all the way to Nebraska Furniture or the large rooms to go and all of that to their showrooms to, to do your shopping where you can do it online? Uh, what's that going to do to the companies who have to maintain that overhead once we get out of this, this crisis? Now they filling their stores back up with employees and they've got the overhead uh, and they, to, to maintain the product, but people are still going to, to order something, go over and pick it up or have it delivered. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, as I kind of think through that scenario that you just described, there, there are many times I could just order online. It's something that you don't need to touch and feel and whatever. Um, and you can order it online. And like, to your point, if you need to return it, these companies, most of them have made the return procedures. So mindless. Right. Um, but you know, I think again, there, there are times when you're going to have to go in the store. I mean, if you're buying, you, know, you were talking furniture. I mean, if you're buying a couch, you got to sit on that couch. You got to see how it feels. And you know, I don't know. I, I think as we move forward, as people become more as more comfortable and hopefully we we've come further into treating this virus and whatnot. I think my guess is down the road, there will, we will get back to that. Um, initially I, I believe a lot of people are going to continue with just the online and it's easy. It's convenient. It's safe right now, but I think eventually things will, the, the, you know, the, people are going to need to get back out and get into places and do their shopping. And we're talking shopping, but we're not even, we haven't even touched on stadiums and, um, you know, uh, right. events like that. And uh, we have that new kid zone here in Frisco, um, Kidzania, whatever it's called. And uh, I don't know, places like that, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and again, I don't know what to think about football season, baseball, all, basketball, all that. I don't know what we're going to do there, when that's going to – maybe we'll just be watching those sports from TV from for a while, tailgating. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting right now. Our, our community has been going through a, a, some issues because, you know, as the weather gets warmer, uh, the residents all have the swimming pools to open. Uh, so they can, you know, go and relax in the swimming pools. Well, the state has has mandated that places can reopen uh, their swimming pools, but with certain restrictions. And that is you must have attendance on site uh, uh, for both the, the restrooms as well as for checking IDs and monitoring the number because it's been reduced to only 25% of the normal capacity in the pool could be allowed. Well, now, now those restrictions make it difficult because when you've got a community when a lot of people want to use the facility, uh, 
if other people go in and that 25%, if the capacity is normally 200 people and now you can only allow 50 in, uh, what happens? Are you going to say those 50? Well, you can come in, but you can only stay for two hours. Yeah. Or you, if you were one of the first 50 to come in, you can stay all day, but the other people are just going to have to come back another day. And then again, if you have that many people or, or less, you have to hire people for every hour that that pool is open just to maintain the, the, the restroom facilities. Somebody goes in to use the restroom, you have to have a paid attendant to go in to wipe down everything afterwards. Now you're talking about an additional expense for, yeah. for homeowners association, yeah. whatever to bear in order to try and allow those facilities to be open. I noticed in some cases, tennis courts are starting to open because there's a little more distancing on tennis courts. Uh, but where people have do congregate a little bit closer in the park areas, they're starting to, to try and monitor how many people are in the playground areas at any one time. So, you know, that's where nobody's going to be happy with, with, with some of the new, new openings and the restrictions that go with those openings, but something is better than nothing as long as it's done equitably across the board. And, and, and eventually I think if people start to say, okay, we'll just deal with the restrictions that we have now, because the best of, of, of scenario is that little by little, the restrictions will go from 25% occupancy to 50% occupancy to 75 or hundred percent occupancy. Yeah. You said earlier, you take it in baby steps. You crawl before you walk. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I think that's how it's going to evolve. We are having um, a graduation ceremony, but under um, under strict rest restrictions, um, we we have a certain number of people we can invite or have with our family. Um, we are all going to be seated at the ends of every aisle or row and only at the end, not in the middle. And uh, of course, every other row. So all the social distancing for the attendee and then the graduates, they as well will be seated a certain um, number of feet apart and they have to wear masks. Um, they do get to cross the stage, which is nice because we didn't even think we were gonna get a ceremony. So the fact that we're even having a ceremony is, we're very grateful for that, that they, worked real hard to kind of logistically put this together to where we could celebrate these graduates in a safe way. Um, they get to, so they get to go through the act of graduating and that's huge. And we didn't even think that was going to happen. So they'll cross the stage. Um, but then the way I understand it, I believe they have to then leave. What they're trying to prevent is a kind of a congregation at the end of it all. They're, they're trying to, 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 to celebrate them, but then have everybody kind of go off, their separate ways um, so that there's no big congregation at the end, you know, where everybody yeah, uses all the students take off their caps and well, you can't do that. You can't. Awesome, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would like it if they could just do that and maybe not throw it, just kind of like put it up in the air and maybe wave it or something like that. Cause you can't throw it. Cause then you might get someone else's cap or whatever, but I would love it if we could do something like that. Just wave it. I don't know. But what they're also, because a lot of times after graduation, people will just then go out of the arena or the building and 
congregate, take pictures with each other and have a little, you know, kind of time together before everybody goes off on it. They don't want that, obviously. So they're wanting us to kind of get our graduate and then go our separate ways. So, but we are having a graduation ceremony. So I am thankful for that. I just wanted Elizabeth to be able to go through the act of graduating. Initially, they were talking about just doing a drive-through where you roll your window down and the diploma is handed to you through the through the window. So I was like, "Here's your diploma and an order of fries to go." Yeah, to I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I have an order of fries with my diploma? Yeah, uh, of fries. But yeah, so that to me was not a great way to do it. And and I was actually fine with with considering an outdoor graduation. I graduated outdoors. Now we are not. We're going to be inside um, uh, Toyota, I think. And, um, or the star, no, anyway, whatever. And, uh, but I would have been fine with an outdoor graduation, but we are not doing that. So, but we're lucky because there are a lot of school districts that aren't having a ceremony. And, um, well, that, that's why, you know, each, it, each week and, and logically you kind of have to reassess what the situation is from week to week. Yeah. Say, okay. Everything's going to open up on June 1st. You know, you, you can't do that because it's a lot harder to put people into the mind frame that, okay, everything's going to open June 1st and then go back and say, well, wait a minute, time out. We're going to have to make that June 15th or July 1st. I think what they're, they're doing is is equitable by, by saying, let's start a, a little bit slowly. Like, like sporting events, that, you know, for baseball – I don't know. It may not happen. It may not happen. Maybe it'll happen in August. Uh, right now, football season. They're looking. They're looking at that because that starts in September or so. That maybe maybe football will will start on time. But it's it's an estimate right now, and it's a logical estimate because you still got to kind of play this through and find out what the medical community is saying and how far we are in the next month or two of getting that vaccine and getting it approved and getting it out to the people. Right. Uh, so, you know, you have to, you have to kind of follow that. And if it means going to the drive through to get your donuts and coffee and picking up your, your meals to go for another month, just do it. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. And then, and, and, and again, the whole mask thing, I, I hear conflict, I get conflicting kind of, views on that i don't know if it I, but again just if you have a mask just why not just wear it it, it it's not going to hurt you to wear it so just <laughs> so i don't know and they're not comfortable i get it i mean i had one on yesterday at the grocery store and it's a little too, too big for me so it just kept slipping down and 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 i kept having to kind of which is not good that i'm fiddling with my mask um so make sure if you are going to wear a mask that you get one that fits, <laughs> um, yeah. first of all, and just get in and get out. I, I look, I, I have gotten, I have never done my shopping so fast as I have over the, like whenever the few times I've had to run in and get an item or two, I am in and out. I am yeah. not lingering right now anywhere. I had to go to the post office a couple of weeks ago with Emily cause she had to get her passport renewed and, uh, you know, you just stand in a place like that and they have, like you were describing earlier, the stickers 
thank you for practicing social distancing. You know, you see those right. footprints, you see those footprint stickers now everywhere. And it, the whole thing is so bizarre. You know, everybody's kind of looking at each other and, oh, Jiminy Cricket, if anybody yeah. sneezes or coughs, it's like. That, well, that, I was just going to say, and, and all of a sudden you're standing in line and somebody sneezes. Oh, Oh, oh my gosh! Maybe we I know. Later, I'm gonna give you a look. I I hold my sneezes in, and I know that's not good. But I just don't like, especially if I'm in public. I just will. I'll just you know and hold it in. Um, but there are some people that right now, and you just kind of you look at them like, did you really just do that? Like <laughs> sneezes and coughs right now are not welcome anywhere. <laughs> like well, yeah, you know, or they tell you to to sneeze into your arm, you know. Yeah. No, you're walking around. Uh, you're in, walking. I think you're supposed to do it like in your shirt. Oh, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but but yeah, I had to go in the post office and there were some people wearing a mask and some people not. I did. Only I had one on and but some people didn't. And um, you know, I, I ran into friends of mine at the grocery store yesterday and I had a mask on and uh they did not. Um you know, they started laughing at me though because my mask kept sliding down, and you know, I was like, clearly, this is not working. And uh, D does you know, it have elastic on it? It does, it's just too big. I've got several masks, so and so, but and then also, whenever I would breathe, it would suck in, so like you could see my mask kind of like going in and out and in and out, and it was just. It was fine up until I was trying to carry on a conversation with somebody. If I'm just walking around with my mask on, it's fine. But I was like six feet apart talking to my neighbors that I had seen. And so having a conversation in a mask is a totally different story. Well, you could just take take your hair and, and pull it around and just tie it over your, over your, your. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what else is a problem with the masks? You know, on your, uh, on your iPhone, I have face recognition or whatever it's called to, the, my, oh, my, to open my, it up, my, to unlock my, it or whatever. Yeah. Well, if you've got your mask on and you're looking at your, <laughs> it doesn't recognize you. It doesn't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to plug in my passcode if I have my mask on. <laughs> well, I, I wondered about that. How, how, how does somebody get on an airplane now? Because they walk into the airport and their, their, their face is all covered up with a mask. And, I'll, and and TSA stops you and asks you for your ID. And how do they know that that's you? Right. Because you're all, you're all, you're yeah. all Well, up. I can tell you, they, they'll, they'll tell you to pull your mask down. I know that only because we were at the, like I said, the passport place and we had the masks yeah. on and she had, she had Emily's ID and she had Emily pull her mask down long enough for her to see, to match her face to her ID. And then she put it back on. Hey, I wanted to add this real quick. My father, you know, he's very involved in, um, the uh, you know sports down there in Houston, um, at Houston Sports Authority and all that. Anyway, he just he's listening to the show, of course, and he just said um, sports seasons in Houston will open, but without fans. So I'm not sure how that's going to look, but they'll, they'll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to, to on the one hand, uh, for those of us that maybe enjoy sitting in our comfy chair and watching a baseball game. Uh, you know, you, you get to see all of the action. Uh, you don't have to necessarily be in the stadium, but if you're going to open up the stadium, uh, it, 
I'm wondering, are they going to eventually allow people to sit in every third seat and, and every other row? Maybe uh, that, yeah, maybe that'll be the next the next phase of it know, all, you know? Yeah, because, you know, part of the experience of going to a sporting event is the, 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 the uh, staff that's there. Uh, to to sell the beer and the and the, the the hot dogs and stuff, and you're missing that part of the experience. Now, granted, a, probably a lot of sports fans would say, "Oh, I would just like to have the sports and all." And if I can't go to the stadium, fine. Then eventually I will. Uh, but I just really want my sports. Yeah. There's a big cost factor to be to to have that stadium open and put on that game without any fans in the stands. So it's, it's a, it's a matter of, of checks and balances to try and determine what's going to be, what's going to be the best, the best uh, benefit. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I like going to some games, but I also have no problem watching a good, a good game on TV in the comfort of my own home yep. on the couch, especially on a cold day. Um, maybe a little tailgating before. So I, I, but I know my men for sure, Matthew and Phil and my dad, they're going to want to get, get back to the stadium as soon as they can. But I agree with you. I think it'll initially be like what dad just said, which is no fans. And then they'll probably phase into fans at, at a certain capacity and then they'll go from there and from there on. So on yeah. until we're all back in the stadium again, together, elbow to elbow, Hugging each other and kissing each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. Drip, dripping ketchup in our laps and uh, doing all that stuff. Well, we've been re as we re we as we re-enter certain places of business, it's all so weird not to hug and like. I mean, I, I, right. you know, I don't know. We're all kind of looking at each other like, how do we say hi? Like my neighbor right. went back to work. He works for an IT company, and he went back to work you know, only like seven uh, executives went back and um, he said, it's just kind of weird because they all are in the office together, but they're standing certain feet apart, having kind of conversations together. It's, he said, it's just weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not only do we have to learn how to say hi, but looking at the clock, we have to learn how to say goodbye. Oh, are we done? Yeah. We, we, oh. we We've just eaten up another hour of. I can't even see. Oh my gosh, it's ten. Yeah, and, and and the sun never even came out on your head. I know. Well, we're expecting big storms. <laughs> so, All right, well, well, fun. Good, good chatting with you again. We'll get together. We'll do it next week, and we'll reassess and see what all this is about, and we'll uh, share another hour or something to talk about. And in the meantime, you go out and make it a good weekend to our. Loyal listeners, you all go out and make it a good week, too. And we'll see you right here again next Friday. So take care. Bye.